welcome to More Than Dice. I'm Gonzo. I'm John. I'm Nerd. And welcome to episode 268. Today we're going to be talking about We Want More Fun. Um, something that's come up over the weekend, and not really the weekend, it's been kind of boiling for a bit about the cost of going to conventions, the cost of paying for things, the, you know, the cost of just playing a single tournament. Um, and something's come up, and I've been talking with a lot of different TOs and different people, and, um... Thank you, Xander, for keeping the meow going. Um, and so we're going to talk about that a little bit to go in. Before we do that, let's go and get to our sponsors. We want to thank CreatureCaster for providing us with some cool stuff and minis. Uh, make sure you check out their game, Judgment, um, which is actually a very small, very affordable uh, miniature game. You maximum need seven models. Um, and it is a what John likes to call a board game miniature game. Uh, yeah. because it's played on a gridded system, but it's still very good. Uh, also, make sure you check out their 5th uh, edition tribe um, that they've got going on, um, where you get 10 to 12 models a month, usually like normal size and then like one large size, and then a 5th edition module that goes along with it, um, which is really good and very reasonably priced. It's super cool. Yeah. Any, anytime you can give models and a game... I'm for it. Uh, also, they'll be running two of those modules at Warfare Weekend. So keep that in mind. Uh, we want to thank Muse on Minis, of course, for hosting the channel and putting it out for everybody so they can see it. Make sure you go check out their website and uh, pick up anything that you might find very awesome. I know they're doing some terrain and some other things, so be careful. Uh, we want to thank Parallel War Games, makers of Conquest. Um, they have got a bunch of new models out right now for the Wadroon, which is the, and I put quotes around it, orc faction, uh, with dinosaurs. Um, what's better than orcs, Gonzo? Orcs running orcs dinosaurs. and dinosaurs. <laughs> uh, as so you can check them out. Um, and uh, actually they're going to be at Warfare Weekend doing demos, uh, with Conquest. Oh yeah. The models look awesome. Uh, and we want to thank uh, Midnight Heroes, a uh, good maker of good chibi miniatures. Uh, they will be, uh, I think they're next going to ReaperCon, which uh, they'll have some new stuff there. And then they're coming to Warfare Weekend, uh, which will be really, really awesome to see them because they'll have a special edition miniature just for the convention, just for Warfare Weekend. And we'll have rules be played in their chibi miniature game. So kind of sad I'm not going to be there to get one. Uh, they'll be selling them online, too. There you go. But they're going to sell them first at Warfare Weekend. Uh, Captain Mizzy did help name the new miniature, so we will go with that. Um, Nice. What else? Actually, Nerd hasn't even seen that miniature yet. I haven't Uh, seen that miniature yet. You haven't seen the artwork for that yet? I don't think you shared it with me. I mean, you Uh, could just explain what it's going to be, but you know. I guess I'll have to share it, because I can share the artwork for it with certain people. It is a chibi miniature based off of uh, the convention um, that will go live. Uh, I know he's getting it uh, sculpted and everything and painted right now. So just got to wait and see. Yeah. So, man, that was a mouthful. Uh, Guys, we have been changing up our logo and changing up the way we look and the way things are going. I hope that you like it all. Um, We are going to be doing some other things coming up, but this is uh, part of all our our new rebranding and doing things. Um, We hope you enjoy everything. Um, I possibly might have to change my streaming schedule on um, Tuesday uh, because my new job, I believe, wants me to come in on Tuesdays 
for a bit. And so that's going to be possibly there. So maybe switching the night that I do my streaming. Um, so just kind of be flexible. Um, I'm probably be playing some Baldur's Gate 3 for a bit because you, if, what? if you haven't seen it, uh, the newest amount of people playing it consecutively is 824,000 people. Which is about eight times more than they expected. Yes. They were like, oh, yeah. Oh, Captain Mizzy. Thank you. Turbo Dork. Don't forget, Turbo Dork's one of our sponsors, oh, too. Yes. Totally forgot that one. Ooh, sorry, Turbo Dork. Um, which, uh, somebody did get a gift certificate last week, got some stuff in, and got their stuff really quickly. Banyan got some stuff super, super quick from them. Um, so, but uh, we want to thank Turbo Dorks. If you like metallic paints and turbo shifting paints, make sure to check them out. They've always got some new paints coming out. Uh, I like their metallics. They're really good. So, sorry, Turbo Dork. We love you. Um, so, uh, but uh, I'll probably be playing that. I and mean, I think it's interesting because there are actually people are bitching at the company because the company is a kind of fairly small, unknown company and has made one of the top rated games of all time. And other developers and publishers are pissed at them oh. because they're making it a very good game. <laughs> if you would allow mm -hmm. me to retort, then maybe if they make a fucking good game out of the gate that doesn't have microtransactions and it's not actually complete and they don't actually respect their fucking players maybe people won't be so upset with them yeah they're they're to raise the bar hey y'all lowered the bar we used to get complete games back in the day oh yeah and i mean this game is i will tell you i've been playing this non-stop doing everything and i'm loving it and man i fucked up really hardcore on one thing i challenged to god that was not the thing to do <laughs> Oh, uh, I totally agree. The shove mechanic in Baldur's Gate is fantastic. Oh, yeah. Everything's great with it. Xander, I mean, everything is great. There, I have not... I, there are very few complaints, and the complaints are more my bad. Like, when I'm trying to click something, and I accidentally click on the roof of something, because I'm trying to see through the roof, and my character tries to go walk on the roof, and I'm like, damn it! So, but nothing has been, like, horrible at all. Everything's been fun. Character's been great. Uh, I want to get a party together because we may do a sipping the paint water with us four. Pass the paint water? Pass the paint water. Uh, sorry. You don't drink paint water. What the hell is wrong with you, man? <laughs> I'm like, Actually, no, I, don't I really don't want to drink water. any of this. I've been drinking paint water. <laughs> and uh, we, we may do a four-player uh, playthrough of Baldur's Gate and make our characters when we do that one night. Um, I think one of us has to figure out if they've got a um, uh, a machine that'll run it. And then we could do that. Because I want to play a paladin. So you th other three have to figure out what y'all want to play. So Rogue or bard next time. I will tell you right now, playing the bard with as much stuff that I have to do and as many, you know, talking, deceiving and stuff like that. My bard's like, oh, this is a skill check of 30. Bitch, I got that. I already got it, like a plus fifteen. Uh huh. Oh, I've heard bars. I've heard bars are ridiculous in in Baldur's Gate three. Yeah, that's what I'm playing right now, and it, they're ridiculous. They're insanely stupid. They're I decided to go powerful. easy mode and just went fighter. <laughs> <laughs> like, let me learn the game mechanics, because again, like unlike you guys, I never played either of the first two. So, so I, mean, I just watched. It's people been play. a minute since I've played Baldur's Gate two. 
Okay, it's been more than a minute. It's been a fucking while. <laughs> well, how many decades ago did that come out? It was like 20 years ago. Ow? First of all, ow, using decades. No, because I, no, <laughs> I remember Baldur's Gate 2 coming out and the guy that I dated out right after high school was playing it, so I know it's at least that old. Still, you know, I... That's something us old people know. When you start using decades, we usually use it to hurt the fuck, to annoy the fucking young kids. Now you're using it, it actually hurts. Yeah, <laughs> back in the 90s. Oh, uh, the 90s. That was only 20 years ago. I know. No, it wasn't. It was 30 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Okay, so we went off a slight little tangent there, but there are so many people playing this game. And, I mean, when you got 820 some odd thousand people playing a game, it's a good game. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually getting review bombed right now by uh, bots uh, because of the studio's issues and such. So that's what's coming about. Um, do we have any shout outs this week, by the way? Anybody know anybody? Anything? Uh, let's see. Not top of, not, not top of my head, but I mean... Uh, Busy mentioned DJ Casper, and then the guy who was the voice actor behind Dale from King of the Hill. Oh, yeah. I didn't yeah. really watch for King of the Hill, but, man, they had some I, I don't know his that, name. I just saw. Fucking hit hard. Yeah. It's like a picture of the other three of them, and then there's just the hat and the beer on the ground between them, and it's like, I don't even watch it much, but that, that fucking hits. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Pocket sand. Pocket <laughs> sand. <laughs> And I don't know DJ Casper, but, you know. I had to have my husband explain to me who it was. Yeah, I don't know. I had to actually Google, but Captain Mizzy knows. Uh, Pee Wee Herman was last week Xander, so yes. We did get Paul Rubin last week. Um, let's get to the really, really stupid, some of the most important things that all of our listeners must have. Is... Wait, Captain DJ Casper did cha-cha slide? Yeah, well, there we go. Okay. It's one of those. It's one of those songs that gets played at like Everywhere. weddings, weddings and and school dances. Look, oh, I can say for a fact, every time I help my cousin DJ a wedding, we did not play the cha cha slide because <laughs> we have standards. Uh, do you need to say, do a shout out to the to to Maui uh, yes, for all the crap. fires out there? Well, big hearts out to them. Apparently, the deadliest wildfire in history in U.S. Yep. history. I mean, they're on an island. There ain't nowhere to go. Uh, nerd, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, I've got a press hard seltzer and watermelon sea salt. Okay. Okay. It's something new that came into the house. I'm giving it a try. <laughs> yeah, you know, you gotta try everything twice. Might have been doing it wrong the first time. It's not bad. It's not terrible, but it's not. It's not bad. That bad also means not necessarily good. <laughs> okay. Would you purchase it yourself if you were at the liquor store? Oh, wait, uh, of the flavor there? options that were in there, yes. Okay. I just remember that, like, maybe I... you don't go to the liquor store because different states are different. Yeah. I mean, I prefer myself a hard coffee, but... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. John, what are you drinking tonight? Well, I'm going to finish off this... Uh... Maker's Mark. Sweet. And then I've got a uh, Code Fireball. And I have previously finished a uh, uh, Blood Orange and Vodka. Okay. Um, 
my allergies have kicked up something severe this week because I had a lot of rain and a lot of grass and pollen going off. And so I'm just going to be drinking some good old water uh, tonight. I mean, my eyes have been so itchy. My nose has been runny. Um, so I haven't been able to take any medication and stuff. So I'm just like, I'm just going to have some good old water. So, guys, we appreciate you listening. Hydrogen dioxide? This shit's deadly. <laughs> yeah, especially if you get it in your lungs. Or dihydrogen oxide, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you don't sniff it. <laughs> um, You're not Aquaman. You can't breathe water. You can't breathe water. Now, let's talk or, about or the, the school. Let's talk about the school or, board that banned it. Uh, let's not. Yeah, let's, there was a school no. board that banned it because they were like, if you if you sniff it, it'll kill you. We got to think about the children, and they banned it at the school board meeting. That makes me hurt on the inside. Yeah, it's really this is what school. happens when <laughs> you don't teach children science. Yep. As the daughter of a science teacher, that hurts. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, Mr. Wizard is turning over in his grave. Oh, yeah. Oh, Mr. Wizard. Loved him. Um, I haven't thought about him in forever. He's the, he's the pre-Bill Nye. Yep. Very much so. Oh, yeah. We used to watch that in grade school, and then we started watching Bill Nye when I, when I was in like junior high high school. You, yep. could, you could tell which class was watching it, because you just hear the chant of, Bill, 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 Bill. 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 Yeah. <laughs> So, guys, please take care of yourself. Please take after, please look after each other. If you see something, say something. If you can do something, do something. If you can't, find somebody that will. That will. And also, if you hear something, say something. We got to cut an end to this shit. Um, it's not cool. Um, Don't take anyone's shit. No. You can take crap because there are certain times you take crap because you have to, but you don't take shit. So, cheers. 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 Ooh, because that didn't go down in my lungs, I'd be dead right now. All right, you talk about Mr. Wizard and Bill Nine. Now my brain's going to Magic School Bus. Oh, that was another one. Magic School Bus. with this Maker's Mark. <laughs> Are you glad you're done with it? Is that the, was that the end Ooh. of it? Yeah, I only got a small bottle. Um, By the way, something a little more drinkable. tonight, we got some Flogging Molly and the Papa Nurgle shirt. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I went to see Flogging Molly and uh, the Interrupters uh, last summer. Oh, Papa I would Nurgle love... <laughs> oh, have you not seen this shirt before? No. Captain <laughs> Mizzy, will you uh, link to the lady that does these shirts? Because this is a... Uh, this, I love... This is my the only shirt I've bought from her, but she has some really, really good shirts that you would love. Um, she does some really good fun As shirts. As if I need more t-shirts. Oh, she has amazing t-shirts. Um, hopefully Captain Mizzy will link that. I'm sure she uh, will. She's awesome. Yeah. Um, she's got a really good website and a lot of good, a lot of good fun shirts. So, you know, to see them, they're pretty good. Nice. Um, up today? so I am going to be working on, um, this is one of my uh, models for um, Judgment. Nurgly. He is yeah. Nurgly. He is a pestilence model. Um, You're a pestilence model. He can actually use this bell and drop this bell down and cause problems. He's a tank type of monster. 
But I think I'm going to work on, I'm going to be using some sacrificial red glaze to um, get some, you know, around the pustules to kind of make them, you know, kind of icky mm. and such. Sacrificial red's a good color. Yep. Uh, and then I was going to take and where's the yellow, uh, the bright yellow and just do a quick, very small, light dry brush over everything first. Um, just to make the green kind of pop a little bit more type thing. My, I think my two favorite greens from Cuttlefish are hands down Lush Valley and Afterlife Green. Afterlife is such a great color. And if you, it's a great one if, if you highlight it up with the fluorescent yellow. Yep. That such one's probably going to be one I'm going to use a highlight on that. Yeah. Yeah. Afterlight green's it's like it's, it's almost a neon green, but not quite. Here is their neon green. I mean, it's oh, Savage Sparrow. I think I saw these guys at uh, Adepticon. Adepticon. Yeah. yeah. They were at Adepticon. I recognize the Gabo dress. Yeah. I was really tempted to get it. Uh, I think Mizzy bought the Gabo dress. The yeah. Dice yeah. Goblin shirt will be mine. Don't worry about that. The what one? The Dice Goblin shirt. Yeah, she has some good fun shirts, and they're they're yes. really good thick thick material shirts. They're not that thin material too. So I mean, yeah, because this one's a little thinner one, but I understand for you know what they're doing. Yeah. Actually, that's my if I have to to, to of course sidetrack for a second. If I have a complaint about band shirts from just about anything, they're often too thin. Yeah, Elton John too. ones are both a little thin, and then this one's a little thin. And then even the Streetlight Manifesto one I got from their cool set a couple years ago is a little thin. We'll like them to be standard uh, standard weight. But. Yeah. Uh, everyone that I've gotten from Sparrow has been, you know, standard weight size. So it's, it's a good thing. I need the trash do crime shirt. <laughs> I'm, I would buy that for someone at work who loves, pan, who loves uh, raccoons. So. so, yeah, I'm going to work on this model but so something came up this week um and i was talking to some other tos and just you know going over different things that are happening in the community and someone tell me told me that they were they went to gen con and and i wouldn't say they were complaining but they were like the cost to play games is just getting a little bit outrageous and i mm -hmm. was like what do you mean and this is not a slam on Gen Con. Gen Con has a budget that is, you know, outrageous. So they've got to make their money. But, you know, people are starting to go, I can't afford XYZ because it's just too expensive. So they're having to make choices of where they're going to spend their money. Well, it's not even that. It's like you're starting to get to the point where, like, do you go to Gen Con or do you go to, like, multiple other cons during Correct. the year for the same overall, like, combined cost of, you know, lodging and event and everything? Yeah. Because, I mean, okay, so this oh, one person went to play, uh, was going to play a two-day tournament of Battletech um, type thing. And I was like, oh, that would have been cool. And so the badge plus to play in the game was like $230 or something, roughly. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Yeah, I'm like, what? And he was like, yeah, it was over $200 because it was a two-day event. And so they, you know, charged a, you know, have to charge more. And then the badge, the badge was roughly like 120 or something. I don't want to say it was 260. It was probably about, I'm sure it was more around 200 or so. 
because it was like one hundred and twenty dollars for the badge, and then you know sixty dollars to play in the tournament because it was a two day tournament. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, no. yeah, it is ridiculous. And it was like that. Was what just... I can do for that amount of money is crazy. Yeah, legally, two hundred dollars was just way too much. I mean, and and just to play in one tournament, that was it, one. And the thing is, is what the, we've been talking about the tos is there's a lot of people that just aren't buying into like tournaments anymore because one who likes to go to a tournament or go to a convention pay $200 and they only get to play in one game or they only get to play half a game because you know they're curb stomped by you know people or even just that the time limit runs out and you just only got to play half a game because you're playing competitively and they got these often little too short time limits that's imposed upon them because they have to get shit done correct yeah but you know let's that's i mean so um, Nova Open is in my backyard. Yep. I don't go. That's a little pricey, and it's just not what it is. Gonzo, I talked earlier. The other big issue, and this has been happening for years. Don't think this is a new thing. But no. tournaments are becoming uber competitive. Like, it's no longer, you know, some competitive people. People, like, literally are that guy constantly looking for whatever army's doing the best. I mean... Um, I think it was Games Workshop. Or someone posted uh, stats of how each Games Workshop army is doing as a win percentage based on oh, tournaments yeah. that they've re- reported. Now, first off, if you see this, just keep in mind it's garbage data. You don't know how many event, how many events each thing is going. You don't know any of the details. So just yeah. take it for what it is. I look at this as a general overview of how they're doing. I mean, aside from like the top two armies and the bottom three, everyone's between forty and sixty percent win percentage. And they're like, oh, that seems a little odd. That's not odd. That's fucking great. You should have that. You have 21 out of 26 armies in a 40 in in, in this this 20% range is great. Yeah. You have a handful of outliers, most of which people agree are a little too low or a little too high. They're the ones everyone says. That I mean, that's awesome. I don't know why people are worried about that. Like I I looked at the stats because I came across my Facebook unrelated of NFL team win percentages for the last so this is Super Bowl era. And they're all within that 20% range. That's great. Like, sure, some teams are classically worse, but they're down at the 40% win percentage. That's still not bad. No. When you consider everything. That, but that, I mean, you, oh. the, the thing that, that was coming up was I'm going to go to Gen Con, and we're just going to use Gen Con example because, you know, they sure. are the, the thing. There's nothing the wrong dog. with it. Yeah, they're the big dog. You go to Gen Con. If you're driving you're and you've got a bunch of friends that are going, you know, you're cutting in gas. No big deal. You know, it's typically can be cheaper depending on the vehicle you're going in. Um, so, say, you know, 100 bucks for gas because uh, you're sharing it. Then you got to think of hotel. We all know that Gen Con hotel prices, I think... Um, you're paying at least three to four hundred dollars a night for a room. I mean, then, yeah. <laughs> um, and then, if you're taking a car, you have to pay to park your car every night, and that could be fifty bucks a night. Then you got to pay for food. Then you got to pay for your ticket and then your game. And if I'm going to spend six hundred dollars, I only get to play one game, and maybe not all of that game is there. I'm going to be kind of upset and it's nothing against Gen Con, but I can't afford that. And I won't. Mm-hmm. 
so a lot of uh, TOs and stuff, we've been talking about it, and they're like, well, we're not getting many people to sign up for our competitive events. And I go, why not? And so we were all looking at it, trying to figure it out, and it came down to that if I'm going to pay $500 for the weekend, give or take, where, wherever convention I'm going to, I want to be able to play more than three hours over the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Type thing. I want to go and play, you know, seven games, eight games, nine games, ten games, whatever um, type thing. I want to be able to get my money's worth. Yeah. And that's what it's coming down to. The value. I mean, yes. so you just said that number. You realize that is so much more money than I spent to go to Backwards War Machine Weekend. War Machine Weekend, like, for myself. Like, I, that was way more money than I spent me and Dave driving from fucking Baltimore to St. Louis. Like, the hotel was cheaper. Like, no parking. The event was... Like, I paid less than half that, and I got to play tons of stuff. Yeah, and I'm going to say this because I am, you know, I am pimping, but also as an example, um, the hotel room is 119 a night at Warfare Weekend. We're only Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, so you only need something for, like, if you really need it, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah, but don't worry about about how long you need it for, because that's not a fair competitive comparison. Just say 119 a night versus 300 plus. Correct. Then... Warfare Weekend, you, we do not charge per game. The only thing that you pay extra outside of the badge is if you're going to take a class. But artists need mm-hmm. to be paid. Type thing. Also, they may have extra, you know, things you get or something, you know? Yeah. I can understand, you know, paying for something where you get something out of it, you oh, know? Uh, I'm going to pimp my, my, my good friend Nestor that does, uh, that does uh, uh, Gundam, Gundam classes. Gunpla. Yeah. You oh, go and take nice. his class, you get a Gundam model to take home. My brother yeah. would love that. Yeah. So, I mean, you may be paying, you know, 40 bucks for the class, but you're also getting a Gundam model. Yeah, that's that's 100% understandable. Yeah. But, yeah, it, it's getting out of hand. And, you know, Xander brings up a good good note. Is Gen Con is not really a tournament convention anymore. No. It's a go, hang out, and all that. And it's a little pricey for that, but it is a good time. Yeah, there's a, not do- like I said, we're not dogging Gen Con because we know that they have to pay for all their yeah. stuff but i mean that's that's some people have been asking me is like how much you know is this convention why can't i get people to come to do this and i'm like what's your cost it's it's simple supply and demand though yeah, yeah. there is more demand than supply so they're going to charge whatever they can i don't fault them that's just the way this is all built yeah and just got to find other things to do. Like I would literally rather hang out in my buddy Marshall's basement playing games with Bowie and whoever um, rather than going to a convention. I find that more fun. Like, sure, I want to see people and all, but if the convention's priced too much, it's cost-to-fun ratio. Yes. That's that's, that's the you best know, thing that we're talking about. When, when your cost-to-fun ratio does not equal that of going out to a movie, you might have a problem. Because movies ain't cheap. Yeah. You know, even if you don't count the food, maybe count half the food in there or anything, you know, you got to equal a certain level. Yeah, so, got... yeah, and, and that's another thing. Um, you know, Bowie says he's been to Gen Con twice to pass away War Machine. He got to play three of the four days. And he came away with the experience is that it's not a convention for playing in tournaments. 
Um, Art, of, Art of Michael Lavoie says he used to not stay downtown for Gen Con. Cheaper, but logistic convenience wasn't fun to deal with. For me, it was more of a business trip. Yeah. And then Blue Dragon 28 says the worst thing is every year there's some issue with the housing portal and you can't get a downtown room unless you pay 500 extra just to be to get a local hotel before the rooms go out to regular badge people. Yeah. There's a lot of things at a lot of conventions um, that are problematic that they don't realize hurts them in ways they that aren't actually hurting them yet. It's just potential hurt. You know, the way I think, uh, I forget if it's Gen Con or if it's Adepticon, one of them has a thing where your VIG, whatever it is, literally they offer them to the same people every year first, and if they have more, then they'll let people in. Gen Con, yeah, that's, that's fucking the old good old boys club. That is yeah. bullshit. That first is come, bullshit. first serve that shit. That's Gen Con. Yeah. Adepticon is first come, first serve for yeah. their VIGs. Yeah, I was trying to remember. Yeah. yeah. Nova does it too, Bowie? That's that's bullshit. Nova does that? You can't really? good old boys. There's no, no, you can't do good old boys club. That stuff's gone. That's what got us part of where we are now. We need to just first come, first serve. It's okay. You want new people in. It makes them want to show up to your event. You know? Yeah. When you start making yourself too big for your bridges, people will be like, yeah, why am I going to go? Like, I have no desire to go to Gen Con. I know a lot of people who would be there. You can see a lot of old friends. Not worth it. Yeah. I mean, and it's coming... Uh, what what came about of uh, this is also is like, I can't afford to just go there to play for a few hours and then, you know, walk around the convention. No. I want to do other things. And so we've been noticing that and this is right. I'm going to put quotation marks around this. Casual and fun events are actually getting more popular right now. That yeah, like pick up D and D games or yeah, casual narrative events are becoming so, the new thing that people are really jumping into. Which I'm really cool about that. Well, so the big thing when 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 I was growing up, a younger gamer, uh, back then there was Atlanticon in my area every year and then back then origins was a moving con not a stuck in one place that it's become and you go to the events and you have pick up role-playing games you'd have one-off role-playing games and they weren't stupid expensive it was like four bucks a head or something for some of the scheduled ones yeah and you like i felt like i got to play a wide variety of stuff now sometimes you can keep your schedule clear because there's a one year i got into the second round of certain games because they invite you back if you do a good job just, you know, it's a good feeling yourself. It was like, hey, he role-played good. He needs to go to the next round. You know, but, you know, so, I mean, it's... We got to bring that stuff back. You know, we we can't keep making it competitive only. You know, the, the miniature game hobby has become super competitive when you look at people. And, I mean, I'm not going to blame anyone. When I looked at uh, my knights and found that I had, like, 2,700 points of knights for 40K, so I don't actually have to buy anything... One of the guys was like, oh, hey, do you, can you make this army? I'm like, similar? But I'm like, why do I want to make what's a big army just so you guys can test? I mean, I want to play what I want to play. You know, I'm not playing knights because they're good. I'm playing knights because I want giant fucking stompy robots. Yeah. <laughs> but it becomes the whole, oh, I don't use that unit because it's not good. You know, uh, Marshall went to a 40K tournament uh, a couple weeks ago, and he just brought stuff he wanted to bring. He's like, I just painted this Bane Blade. I'm fucking using the Bane Blade. He brought a bunch of other stuff. And his opponent first round's like, uh, I mean, do you sure you want to bring that stuff? It's not really meta or very good. He's like, no, I think it should work a certain way. That that, that should do fine. He's like, you realize my guy's reach, you're going to be dead. It's like, yeah, yeah. And then Marshall ended up fucking shit stomping him. 
Because it worked the way he thought, even though it wasn't meta. Justin John's into big, stompy robots. I mean, yes. <laughs> I like big robots, and I cannot lie. But, you know, it's one of those things where everyone's so focused on that, we, we've we've lost the joy some in some ways. It becomes, what's effective? No, that's what's effective. What's fucking fun? Yeah. Yeah. That's I mean, why, like, if I were to ever play Blood Bowl... I want a Cutimals team, hands down. Okay. Because excuse they're... myself from the Blood Bowl conversation because that's one of the games where I play. I play well. I just. <laughs> enjoy I've it. never played Blood Bowl. I my old roommate used to play it religiously, and like ever since I discovered the Grebo games Cutimals, I'm like, okay, if I ever play Blood Bowl, this is what I'm playing. Awesome. I don't know anything about how to play the game other than it is football with minis. It is very much, much football is. with minis. Except for you can beat the crap out of people as long as you don't get caught. Um, well, that's cheating. It's cheating you don't get caught. But, <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, it's just we've become so it has focused to be a tournament. on fair and balanced. So one of the best games of 40K I've ever played in my life was me and my buddy bill schuler who's now in texas he broke out his praetorians i broke out my orcs he found the uh battle of, battle of orcs drift in fucking uh white dwarf i forget what number i have another copy around here i bought a copy because i'd accidentally thrown mine away when i got rid of most of my white dwarves because i that's such a fond memory and we played it it's basically zulu with orcs versus praetorian imperial guard because they look like the british of that era and we had a great time I don't know if it was balanced. We didn't care if it was balanced. We had some cinematic moments. We had some fun. You know, it was cool. There are a bunch of arbitrary rules in there. And, and we've gotten so worried about fair, myself included sometimes, that we forget that some of those fun rules are just there to be fun. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to bring this up because last one I went to was Adepticon. And at Adepticon, I was wanting to play War Machine. I didn't want to play any tournaments. I wanted to play the narrative event. And I was like, okay, cool. What are they doing in the narrative event? And he was like, just make a 50-point army. We'll tell you what it's about when you get there. But it's not about super competitive. It's about doing cool and fun shit. And so I was like, okay. Brought an army, started playing, and they had this train. This train going across the, you know, the, the table. And it was like five of us on one side, five of us on the other side. And... Somebody asked the TO, uh, Lauren, if uh, they could get their Trollblood Mauler and go on top of the train and ride the train. And she's like, fuck yeah, why not? Get on it. And so the train started going, going down the tracks and everything goes. And then the guy's like, can I leap off the train and charge and then, you know, charge into this person? And she's like, okay, sure. Just do, you know, make a roll. If you make this roll, you get <laughs> it. And then you get it. Yeah. Make a roll, gears the difficulty, go for it. And they did it. And it was cool as shit because a mauler jumped off the front of the train, charged into a warcaster, and killed it. And I was like, now that's cool as shit. That is cool. (laughs) And I mean, mean, and it was just plain fun, narrative, have a good time. And the interesting part about that is the narrative event was sold out all weekend while the uber competitive events were half full. I mean, I remember hearing more interesting to me. I remember hearing about events at all the tournaments and everything through Lost Hemisphere Radio back in the day. Yep. Old school. 
And like they would always talk about the the events that had stupid fun stuff. Yep. And it was the ones that stuck out. I mean, I I ran a Necromunda League after work at Games Workshop for any of the customers who showed up and all of our my fellow mail order guys and whoever else wanted to play. And there'd be times when, you know, uh, during a week we're playing a game after work and the guys are like, uh, "Hey, John, I want something cool. Can you do something cool?" So I'd walk over and I would I would basically GM their their Necromunda game so they could do cool shit. And then every Friday I'd run a mega event where everyone got to play at once and I would have stupid rules and shit, just some sort of cool idea in it, and everyone had the greatest time. Yeah, yeah. we. I was part of the only D and D game at Adepticon this year like we decided to uh my friend tara decided to run uh the witch like carnival oh i want to play that so bad and we had a blast yeah and like some people that signed up didn't show but then people that did show were like hey can i invite my friend and they were like yeah help us fill up the table please <laughs> yeah <sighs> that people don't realize that when people don't show to a role-playing game it becomes a problem um I remember way back at my first Atlanticon, I'm playing in the Palladium Fantasy role-playing game, which if you don't know what it is, it's basically D&D, just not D&D. And, you know, the first time we play, like, we have four players. He's got, like, eight characters. We're like, ah, oh, well, fuck it, let's just go. We had a great time, super fun. They, like, pulled their punches a little bit because we have half the party. And, mm, but we had a great time, and they had the GM had a great time. It was super fun. I see him again because he's in the same room as a Shadowrun game I'm playing later that night. He's like, John, come over here. I'm like, what? I have a full party and these guys are fucking idiots. He <laughs> was not having as much fun. It's, you know, it's because they were taking it uber seriously. Oh, no. Like it became, it's a dragon tactical encounter. must do like, no, it's a dragon. You know what I did? I distracted him with my bow and then the dwarf with the singing halberd crawled up his ass. I mean, literally, he crawled up his ass. I, I remember. <laughs> what kind of skill check does it take to crawl up a dragon's ass? Apparently strength. Um, <laughs> I would think dexterity, depending on the on how you're getting in there. <laughs> With a halberd straight in. Strength. <laughs> I uh, I was role playing. Uh, it was at Gen Con, and I was testing out the new uh, Valiant RPG that yeah. just came out, and we were just it was the first time learning it. And they have some rules that you want to do something, you can do it. And the GM was telling me that the last game session, somebody pulled in Obama carrying Uzis, blowing things up. And they were like, it was the coolest, funnest shit he'd seen in a long time. Because they didn't care. They were like, let's just go and have fun playing this yes. game. Sometimes you just have to have fun. And sometimes we get stuck in that mentality. All of us. Like oh, I yeah. said, I don't don't just don't remove myself. Sometimes it's stuck in that mentality and I don't even know. Um, but you know, sometimes you get stuck in that mentality when you need to be just having a good time, yeah. having fun, rolling the dice, making the pew pews. Yeah. And like, we need to get more back to that in our casual games, you know, whatever, you know, that's maybe the one thing that makes me kind of want to play Necromunda with the guys. I'm not going to, but you know, they're doing a lot of cool stuff. They want to do a lot of cool, you know rules and stuff to make it interesting yeah and i love that stuff you know the reason why i like campaign miniature games that you're doing stuff because you're like can i do this fuck yeah go ahead it makes it cool the rule of cool comes into effect really well in campaign games oh the kilted viking i'm certain gonzo has a plethora of events that he could tell you about for warfare weekend oh yeah 
So uh, are we asking about wanna... events at Warfare Weekend? Yes, he's asking exactly that. Um, so I was trying to be more subtle. I, I, are they? So we have a ton. Um, if you're talking about War Machine directly, there is uh, four narrative events that are going to be happening. You do not want to miss these narrative events. I can't talk about them, but you do not want to miss these narrative events. They are going to be incredible, um, and they're a lot of fun. Um, we also have um, what else? There, there's some competitive ones. It's like a three v three and a two headed yeah, giant type you stuff. You gotta have competitive stuff. You yeah. got to because some people want that, but we're so focused. We need to make sure we're yeah. Have better balance. There is what's called the Survivor Series, where you make a 150-point list. Uh, and when you get to the table, uh, this is War Machine, of course. Uh, when you get to the table, you take your 150-point list and make a 50-point list and play the scenarios. And the scenarios are not steamroller scenarios. They're different. And um, whatever dies, you don't get to use in the next few rounds. So you have to play you know, kind of cautiously. Um, no, all offense. <laughs> you have to be. The best offense is a good defense. The best defense is a good offense. Boot to the head. <laughs> I haven't heard that in forever. Oh, so we wish me to bring the twins. Boot to and the head. Um, but there's a ton of narrative fun shit going on. Um, there, uh, infinity is doing some type of narrative fun event. It, uh, I know that infinity is a game with all, all the rules in it inherently to do cool, fun stuff. Yeah. Just the way it works. It is basically, I mean, if you guys haven't played infinity, it is basically the, the, the fighting system to a role-playing game. Yeah. That, okay. That's kind of how it plays out, but there's so much opportunity to do fun stuff with all the hacking and just they have a plethora, a pl- literal plethora of rules. Yeah, uh, Malifaux is doing the cupcake event. Um, okay, that's where, fair. Or you, I, guess, I don't know the full rules on it, but I guess you bring cupcakes to the event and some other stuff. <laughs> I or... love that they demand cupcakes. Yeah, it is. Uh, you, cupcakes you need are to bring... required to. to, to yeah, enter. they are. Malifaux is another good one where it's got a lot of good potential for stuff like that. If you just don't. Yeah. It, it, there's a lot of games out there that can do that. Even you know. This comes around a lot on Twitter and all as a meme, but people think 40k is serious business. Have you fucking looked at 40k? It's not. It's not. Like, yeah, it's got some dark and gritty stuff, but it's also got some whimsical funny. Just look at fucking Papa Nurgle, for Christ's sakes. Yeah. Like, and I understand that it fucking, uh, you know, they, they're, they're trying to, you know, appeal to people they appeal to, but I miss some of the sillier stuff. Like some of the fan stuff ideas, like, like the orcs are bummed out that Commissar Yarrick's dead because they liked fighting him because he kept beating them and getting them stronger. You know, that, that kind of cool stuff. I miss some of that. Zinch. Yeah. yeah, there's there's a lot Zinch. of... Um, we haven't made the announcement yet, but at uh, Warfare Weekend, someone is running, and I want to say it's a Twilight Imperium tournament, but they're running each day is a Twilight Imperium game. Did you... Did you see the video of the guy sitting there saying, "Would you like to waste six hours of your day?" Don't oh, they're they're yeah, they're like they're doing it for like a they're they're booking a twelve hour block. Yeah, I've heard that games like that. Yeah, I, so I, look, I used to play Advanced Civilization with the guys. That was my first non war game. Spoiler: I made it a war game because I'm John. <laughs> um, I feel and, so out of the loop being the non war game player. Look, I mean, 
technically civilization is not a war game. It's about making your civilization more advanced and more, you know, growing and prospering, not sending right, random dudes over to fuck everything up like I do. Because so is it kind of like Sid Meier's Civ? No, not not exactly. It's okay. It's, they came out uh, same concept, but yeah, it's, it's yeah. the same concept though. Yeah, it's kind of a diplomacy game where you're trading stock, trading things. Your people are expanding. It's a fun game. They just told me starting out, John, this is not a war game, and then I buy metalworking first, and it's a fucking war game. <laughs> Baniana, I already spend enough money on minis to then pick up a war game e-map. Uh, actually, <laughs> you... I know exactly what I would play, and and I you know don't how need much to pick it up. Only one person in the group has to have it. That's the wonder of board games. Board games, yeah. And most of, so I mean, it's one of those things. But those are fun, you know. I, let's be honest. I felt like I made it big, and I was finally a true war gamer the first time I won a game of Civilization. Nice. You're like, I have made it, guys. I am here. I'm not just the younger guy you get to beat up on. I've won this game. I'm more of a ticket to ride girl. That's <laughs> still a good game. Like, people, you know, piss on a lot of the, the intro. Or Axis and Allies if I really want to get involved. Well, you I mean, actually have some Axis miniature war game stuff now, by the way. I haven't played Axis and Allies in, like, 15, 20 years. But they always make me play Russia. And the oh, worst I is always... they make me play play Russia against, like, oh, we got lots of new players. John, just play Russia. I'm like, do you want Germany to lose? Because this is how you get Germany to lose. I have played Russia against people who are really good at the game. Like, all I have to do is fucking survive. And if the German player doesn't know what he's doing, I'm going to do more than survive. It's going to be, woo, woo, the pain train is coming. Oh, Guillotine is a great game, Xander. Yes. There's a lot of fun board games out there. And that's, like, literally, I think that's where the sweet spot of a lot of cons are. Because, you know, War Machine, you know, any tournament for any game takes a long time. Yeah. At that point, the draw the allure of a miniature game starts to lose its luster compared to playing a good board game and we yeah, do have sure a board game 12 library hours too. playing a war machine tournament or i can play 12 hours playing twilight imperium that's or, a toss up there or three to four board games depending on the board game exactly we do have a board game library so you can pick mm -hmm. out a board game anytime you want and go play it too F FYI. yep that's the way that our local convention is too yeah. our local game store game night provides the the library like I don't yeah. know if they have tournaments now, but the last time I remember them running any kind of tournament pre-COVID was Skylanders. Oh my gosh. Because they had stuff for kids. We, like we used to do all sorts of that stuff pre-COVID and all, and also one of the buddies moved away from the store. We'd come in early, we'd play like a board game or something fun for a bit, go get lunch at the local barbecue place, and then do whatever with the rest of the day. Maybe go to yeah. his house, play other games, maybe role play, who knows? Yeah, the local store does do that. Uh, they have, like, I've played all sorts of random board games where we're just sitting there at the local game store going, what do we do? And someone's like, grabs, like, here's a game where we're trees and we're growing. Let's fucking go. And I'm like, all right, let's go. We'll grow these fucking trees. <laughs> oh, what's the one that my dad got for Christmas? Wingspan. Oh, yeah, Wingspan's birds. good. It's gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. Wingspan's a great game. I miss Tabletop on YouTube because, man, it made you see these games like, that looks super fun! Mm-hmm. Oh, super fun. And, like, some of these games, going back to the whole competitive versus things, you know, we, we played a lot of X-Wing early on, and then it started getting competitive, and we're like, mm, maybe not. 
And then I had the most fun I had playing X-Wing just over at Marshall's place, just playing. Like when they came out, the, the core book had like four scenarios and each of the big, bigger boxes, the Millennium Falcon, all that came with bigger scenarios with those scenarios. We just started playing all the scenarios. It was super fun. There you go. You know, we don't need these, these tournaments and all these people going like, well, I'm just playing to kill enough of your stuff and I'm going to run away. Like, fuck off. Like when a game like Marvel Crisis Protocol has to change their their scenarios because people are just grabbing something and running away and trying to just, you know, win without interacting. If that's all you're worried about is just the winning, you just go fucking play chess. Yeah. Just play chess. That's the game for that. Chess or go. Probably go is better, but with all due respect to chess, go seems more interesting. I surprisingly, given what I do, I am not great at either game. Same. <laughs> I will whoop. You, I will whoop anybody at Othello, though. Fair enough. <laughs> if you don't give me some dice and fucking give me a chance to punch my way out of a bad situation, like. I have beaten the devil squid on janky dice rolls so many times that just annoyed him in all of our slow grow leagues. He's like, got me dead to rights. I'm like, well, need like not much to hit. Got it. Need like uh, 17 or 18 to damage to kill you. 17. See ya. (laughs) So many times it's just stupid. Just to him, mostly. You know, that's that's why we love dice games. You just want to chip in a chair, right? You don't have the dream. I can win this still. I'm still in it. But yeah, that's why the alternate, you know, like fun games are more interesting because sometimes it doesn't matter, you know? You just got to do what you're doing. Have some fun. Blurry. There we go. He's looking mighty pestilent. Wow, that hurts my eyes. <laughs> that there we go. Going, it focused. Yeah, it, I manually focus it. So, well, it happens, and I'm like, did I take my glasses off? Because that's how things look like without my glasses. <laughs> so Friday, I got home from work. It was not a good week. Uh, I was up early Friday, sick, but I made it into work. Worked a whole day. It was okay. Managed to get through it. I'm like, I'm gonna lie down for like ten minutes, just chill. Four hours later, when I wake <laughs> up at like fucking 9 p.m., I'm like, well, shit. Now it's late enough that I can't really paint because I need to put on my big visor. My visor won't fit oh, fit under these things, my headphones, mm-hmm. so I can't listen to music. And that shit's not happening. I'm painting without music. Yeah. Uh, so I had to assemble stuff. But, man, that's how it looks if I try and paint without it. Like, I can assemble a little bit with just about my glasses, but... It's tough. Don't get old, people. It sucks. I am blind without my contacts or glasses. I have to hold stuff within like two inches of my face, like I... end of like end of my nose is about the distance I can see. Well, I used to buy some that went on like glasses, mm. like so they fit on with these, but they kept breaking. I broke two within the case space of like a year and change. So I bought more sturdy ones, and they're great. But I'm thinking I might just buy the other one just for cases like this where I can't just, you know, unplug my headphones, listen to music. I don't want to disturb the neighbors. You know, I'm a nice guy. Don't let that cut out. People might fucking expect shit then. But, yeah. But, yeah, just just having fun. You know, we just want to have some fun stuff. Don't. don't I want my money's worth. That's, that's the thing is I want my money's worth. 
if, if I'm going to go to a convention and I want to play something, I don't want to just play one game, especially if I'm playing and I'm going to be there or I'm going to be losing. I mean, because there was this person who was like, I lost one B. There was nothing else I could do. So well, I lost. I got First two. off, that's a game no one should be playing. That should not actually be possible. Yeah. Without, like, oh, I ran my workmaster up and I was stupid and he fucking murdered me. Yeah, it actually wasn't that. It was another game. I'm just saying. But yeah, they they want to get their time in, is the best way to put it. Well, yeah, and so conventions are a great place to have, like, the banner bearer events. That's fine, but it should just be one. You shouldn't have this serious event and this serious event and this. Have one serious event. If it's serious enough, even make it like, hey, if you don't win your first round, you'll get kicked so you can go do other stuff with your life in the tournament. Make that clear. Because, you know, after the first round, a lot of people drop anyways. If you make it clear, they'll know expectation-wise. Oh, hey, I lost. I can just wander off and go do something, not wait and see if my opponent's going to show up. Even though, honestly, the loser's bracket's the fun bracket. Yeah. But they, they should do that. And, and like uh, events, like we don't mind if you charge a little bit to get into your to your open gaming room. We understand you're, you've got space that could have been for stuff you can make money on, but make it a reasonable price. We won't care. Like, heck, we're paying for a fucking badge. Maybe you should think about having some space for us just in general. But that's like what it should be. You know, you, you need to make that available because some of us just want to meet new people and play games. Also... Sign up for events if you're going to be there. Don't don't sign up. Don't go to events expecting a spot to be open and then get pissed off when there's not a spot open. Yeah, now, if you go expecting a spot to be open and don't get pissed off when it's not open, I'm okay with you because you have realistic expectations. But. Yeah, but I mean, if if you're going to a ter- if you're going to an event, you're like, oh, I want to play in this, you know, Warcaster event. I'm not going to sign up. I'll just walk in and do it, and then it's full, and then you get pissy. And that was the only thing that you were planning on doing. Sorry. Well, you have fucked around, and now you are finding out. Also, oh, no. make sure you sign up for events, because if you don't sign up, some conventions will take that spot and shrink it so they only have 10 open spots instead of 20 like you were expecting. Yeah, as much as we want it to not all be about money, to an extent they have to say solvent, so it's going to be a lot about money. And if we do things right on one end, registering for events and all that, that gives them more money and more availability to do maybe what we need on the other end. Yeah. Sign you know? up for events. Yes. If you're like, hey, I'm going to go play the Warcaster event, or I'm going to bring my Warcaster army. Oh, man, they're doing this narrative event. Uh, War Budgies, our good friend of ours, uh, is doing a Warcaster narrative event. Cool. Go do it. He go makes it. great, amazing narrative events, but sign up for it, because if not, that's got to be shrunk, because there's yeah. other spaces that are going to take it over. So make it is sure better to sign up and not show up. I know it might cost you money in some cases. In some cases, it won't. Like, Warfare Weekend, it won't cost you money. No, not cost you anything. It's better to sign up and not show up than to not shine up and then show up. Hi, Cookie. How's your ma? All right. Is it about time? You're going to paint that bell yeah. bronze? got to be bronze right oh yeah yeah there's i bronze i'm trying to get all the pustules and gross stuff and everything oh, use, hey uh, cookie use that super sweet uh which one turbo door color 
You have to tell me what it is and I'll pull it out. I have their entire paint line. Oh, I'm the I'm the favorite now. Sweet. <laughs> but yeah, guys, go have fun at events. Go if if you're a TO or if you, a local game store. Doesn't have to be a convention. Local game store. Make up stuff that's fun for people to play. That way you can have a good time. <clears throat> make it make it worth people's wild. <clears throat> and if it's and if it's going to be like you're doing a tournament and it's a small tournament, just go and go. Okay, we're going to play more rounds. What, what's the name of it? Life, Life on, on Mars. Mars. Life on Mars. Okay, yeah, I got that. That's the one I use a lot on. Like, it's just it just looks. Even if it doesn't color shift, it just fucking looks good. Yeah, I'll check it out. Cause I'm gonna make. I'm. I want that to be kind of. I may put like some patina on it to type two. So, it's it's reddish. So patina would actually look good on there because the red yeah. sort of greenish, that would look. Chef's guess. But make sure you sign up for events because if you want to see more events. Yep. And if you want to see it get bigger, that's the only way that they're going to be able to do it. And that's if they just ask how it you is. for, like, hey, can you give us some feedback? Give the feedback. Yes. Especially for something like this. It's one thing if you don't, like, give feedback all the time. But if it's an event like this, give feedback. Hey, I'd like to see more non-competitive events. They'll think about that. They'll put that out there. They'll say, like, hey, we had a bunch of people say we'd like to see more non-competitive events. What can you guys bring us? I will tell you right now that there are more non-competitive events being filled up than competitive events overall convention-wide. Yeah. I've noticed that um, we've been talking, like I said, I've been talking to a lot of TOs, and they're all saying that the non-competitive events or more casual-type tournaments are filling up faster and getting more people than the competitive events across all games, not just Warhammer or War Machine. It's everywhere. I mean, hey, I will tell you, I love Infinity. I think it's a ton of fun. I like my models. I want to play it, but I don't want to play in a competitive event. One, I'm not good enough. Two, actually, these guys are actually really cool about that, too, and they don't care. They're like, yeah, fucking come in. We'll have a good time playing. Um, the Battletech guys are really, really cool about that. I'm sitting there playing in Battletech, and I'm just like, I, I know I'm going to lose this game. This guy's playing with them tanks. I have nothing really to punch through a ton of tank armor and tank health. Yeah. And yeah, but I mean, what I brought at that time, and uh, so tanks are just scary because all their armor is focused in one location. It also just means if you just keep hitting like you would a mech, shit goes down real quick. Correct. Um, but I'm sitting there playing against this guy, and I'm just like, oh, fuck it, I'm just gonna roll in. I'm gonna run in and just shoot everything up as much as possible. And the guy's like, he sees it, and he's like. I'm like, why aren't you shooting my guy? He's like, well, we, you've only been playing for like 20 minutes. I want to continue with the game. I says, no, blow me the fuck up and let's go get a beer. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, really? Are you okay with that? And I'm like, yeah, I don't have a problem with that. Blow me the fuck up right now. Let's go have some fun somewhere else now. My last round at the, the GT I went to, the, the 40K GT, the guy was like, let's pass. was not on my level. We were having a great time, though. We're, we're playing. He's like, can we take a quick break? I want to get a beer. I'm like, yeah, man, go ahead. He goes, gets a beer, comes back. We just keep playing. I don't keep like he's, he's playing a good sport. And I mean, I'm just crushing him because it happens, but you know, I don't care. It's like, oh. I've told most people like, he's like, this guy's got this look like, Oh my God. I'm like, dude, are you not having fun? He's like, yeah, just, this isn't going well. And, and I'm not rolling well. And you're doing a great job. I'm like, do you, do you want to stop? He's like, no, you shoot all your points. No, no. If you're not having fun, we stop. I'm not yep. actually care about winning this fucking thing. He's like, why are you, I just want to play. 
I... If you're not having fun, then we're, we're not playing anymore. He had, he had a steam tank, and, and as a joke, in, the, in the, uh, the turret, he had Santa Claus ringing a bell. And my uh, Skippy, my, my Lord of Change, was like, that is a rival chaos power and must be killed. <laughs> so we had, you know, I was having a fun time and he just knows he wasn't. Like, keep that in mind when you're playing, guys. You know, having fun. If someone's not having fun, give them an out. Like, hey, I... you want to stop? We can call it right here. Yeah. Well, I don't like, and the T.O.'s get upset. Don't, just don't like T.O. I don't want to win. I'm just having fun. This guy's not having fun anymore. Why are we going? I, I was in a tournament and playing this guy and we start going off and his like hands are shaking and you can tell he's sweating and everything and it was a tournament and i'm like i i, I flipped the clock over in my mind i'm like are you okay i'm like is something going on he's like well one you're gonzo and two i heard you're a really good player and i'm like one yes i'm gonzo two people are telling you you're full of shit and he's like, well, a couple other people are telling me that you stomped them and all this other stuff. And I'm like, three, it's a game, dude. Just take your time. Relax. The worst take thing that can happen breath. is you let the reputation of someone get you. Yeah, I'm like, we, we, just take a deep breath, then we can play. We did the Mid-Atlantic Team Tournament one year. My first opponent was like the, the leader of a team that won last year, really good player. Luckily, no one told me beforehand, so I just fucking played the game and, and, and trounced him. And I was just, we had a good game. Like, it wasn't like I... I blew him off the board we had a good game but i came out pretty handily on top and i was like i didn't know who he was we just had a fun game yeah but we i mean just have fun you got you got to talk to the, i mean this guy he was i mean he was so super nervous he was shaking like moving his model i mean his his hands were literally your life does not shaking. depend on this game sir no, no, we're not going to kill you yeah. afterwards we're going to take you out for a beer this yeah. isn't America's or, Got Talent, where your entire career and future rests <laughs> in this moment. Like your 15 minutes of fame is not going to happen here. <laughs> yeah, I was like, and, and eventually he was like, after we were done, he was like, "Thanks, I I had a good game. You beat me, but we had a good game." And I says, "That's what we're here for." Yes, that's what we're here for. Having a good game, having yeah. fun. That's the key. It's games, fun. Let's get to that media section because I know John says he's got at least seven this time. Oh, hold on. Oh. Technically, that, 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 that. I could technically go six, and I'm part of the way through a seventh if you're willing to go that way, fucker. I got two. <laughs> I got four. Uh-huh. We'll start it throwing up. A, nope. It was not a like, high medium. They're real. And fucking, they're real. <laughs> Most of it was one series. <laughs> um. So I watched... I'm going I'm to do my worst one first. Um... I, since it was free on one of the Paramount or whatever or something, I watched the Super Mario movie. Man. The new one or the, the original, new one? Or the one? No, the, the cartoon oh. one. Okay. I did not like it at all. It was very chop slap. It was very much, hey, look, we're making a joke. Hey, we're making a joke. Gonzo. Hey, we're making a joke. It's made for kids. I, it was you very. May not have noticed, but if you look in the mirror, you might realize <laughs> you're no longer a child. What? But I have childlike tendencies when it comes to fun stuff. I just, it was very much catering. It was, and it was, it didn't even go very well. But it was, it, it was very choppy. Through Kids it. came out of it, and they never had a great Correct. time. You know yeah. what? That's all I fucking care about for that movie. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. I, I'm, I'm not dogging it that it, it and when and. When I got done watching it, this was meant very much for kids. They they didn't get all the jokes you can tell because there were some stuff I was like, oh, shit. They just went, yeah, they went there with that one. 
Um, they had some adult comedy into it, but it was to me it was not good. It it was very slow paced. It was very choppy. It didn't flow right. But for a kid with ADHD, probably would have been great. Like scene. Nerd, last scene. time he did this, it was Ready Player <laughs> One. I kind of want to watch the Mario movie now just to see if I disagree with him. Yeah, me too. Well, it is free. So it is free. What's it on? Um, uh, Peacock, I think. Oh, oh okay. Peacock. I've got that. I have to wait till they get the the John Wick, uh, the Continental. Then I will get Peacock oh for a while yes. to watch yeah. the Continental, Twisted Metal, and then whatever else. Yeah, I think that's where it's on. Just watch that. I'll check. But um, it, it it gets my you know two point five. It's just oh, meh. That's, that's fair for a movie that's not aimed at you. Correct. Uh, I I didn't like that they used. So you say it's equal with Beastmaster? <laughs> I like Beastmaster more, but that's nostalgia <laughs> kicking in there. Um, I don't like that um, they did use Chris Pratt for the voice when they could have just used the regular Mario guys for the voice. I really right. wish they would have because it would have sounded better because they did use his voice when he was doing Mario things. So yeah, I, I think mean, it would it just would have been better. But. I think they should have used uh, what's his name from the Mandalorian. Oh, Pedro Pascal. <laughs> <laughs> He's better than Pratt any day. Oh yeah. Also, the they did the uh, the that Saturday Night Live skit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's magic. So two and a half. Fair enough. Yeah. It was just okay. So, nerd, what you got? Uh, I've got Megan. Okay. okay. You mean Watch me that- three gan? <laughs> me three gan. Yes, me three gan. Watch that this morning. Um. Better than I expected, but incredibly predictable. Oh, yeah. So I give it, like, two. Okay. Because it looked good. It was fun to watch. It got good reviews. Yeah. But my roommate and I both thought it was incredibly predictable. Yeah, fair enough on that. Uh, And then, yeah. Oh. So I'll start with one that I know Gonzo saw in the theater when it came out, Enter the Dragon. Actually, I don't I think I saw that. That's an old joke, Gonzo. It came out 50 fucking years ago. <laughs> I have never seen a Bruce Lee movie all the way through. It's still on my list of things to do. Enter uh, the Dragon is the best one, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. And that's the one no. that I keep trying to watch, but like keep getting interrupted like half an hour into the movie. It is because... Uh... Um, so this was the Fathom events and Leonard Maltin's before it, you know, looking a little old, but he is. And, you know, talking about the things, this is the first time he got American production, American money, so he could actually do more with it. And for a Kung Fu movie, it is absolutely great. Like, a lot of the stuff holds up very well with today's stuff. Some of it, not so much, but, I mean, holds up better than most Kung Fu movies of the era. I mean, again, this is a 50-year-old movie. And... I love it. It is very much like a James Bond kung fu movie, the way it's set up. Um, all three of the key good guy actor, you know, protagonist actors do a great job. Jim Kelly, Robert, uh, John Saxon, and Bruce Lee do a great job. The villains all do their part. You know, there's there's not a lot of there's not a lot of fat to cut off of this movie. You know, it's handled pretty much literally with some flashbacks to give you why all of them, you know, all their backgrounds, but they're not too long. It 
doesn't really overstay its welcome at any point. The action is mostly good. A couple times, a little wire foo funish, you know, but you know, d- things done in reverse to make it look like things are happening. But it's it's super fun, Mister Handman. Yes, Jim Kelly was great in that actually. Um, and you know, I didn't know John Saxon actually knew judo and karate. He actually that's why they cast him partially because he was he was fluent in those and you know as the one of the first appearance of bolo young who's a fucking legend been in so many movies as a henchman i'm sure i'd recognize him he is the main bad guy from Bloodsport with jean-claude van damme oh my god that guy yeah, bolo young is and those guys are the greatest of friends too it's great i watched Bloodsport so many times because they ran it so much on tnt that's <laughs> jean-claude van damme duty like yeah but no inner dragon's great I mean, Bruce Lee was taken from us way too early. He was literally just about to hit his zenith, his peak here. He would have had an amazing career, but much like his son passed too early. Uh, much like his son passed where they could see probably their best movie. Yep. But I enjoy the crap out of it. Uh, it's actually the, the one I saw was the full version. They have like one or two scenes that they'd put into make up for scenes they took out and they put shorter scenes in to take up for very much longer scenes they took out. Um, but some of the extra acquisition and all that was very worth it and very good. Um, I recommend it. I'm going to give it half because some of the stuff doesn't hold up as well. It's, you know, there's sort of the end. There's a couple of times people were laughing out loud at some of the stuff. Um, and on a, a rating of Casablanca to cats, I'm going to put it right behind Casablanca a couple <laughs> steps. Gonzo? Um, so I'm still going through my teenage years movies. Uh, and of course, um, Pretty in Pink is out there. Oh, uh, Pretty in Pink with man. Molly Ringwald. Um, and the, the whole club and everything of those people. And it's actually funny to see some of the people because some of them are still acting now. They're, it, it is to see them. What? I've never seen Pretty in Pink. Well, I I don't expect you to see that one. Um, But I think it's one of the few of the Molly Ringwald movies that is not great, but it's just okay. Um, Yeah. It's funny because I generally hear like, oh, you haven't seen Pretty in Pink? Oh, my God, John. No. I like 16 Candles better. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I'm, I'm working my way through my list, but this one came up and it was it was still free. So I was like, I'll watch it really quickly. Look, hit me when Breakfast Club comes on. Oh, yeah. Um, that That's that's in there. But I mean, I'm watching it and I'm like, OK, I remember all this. I remember all this. And yeah, it was OK. But what I really laughed at is I was talking to one of my coworkers and she was wearing clothes that was straight from the movie. And we always chit chat and she's, uh, you know, her upper twenties. And I said, you and I got to talk. So we took one of our little walk about the building where we just chat about whatever. And I showed her, I was like, have you seen this movie? She goes, no, I've never heard of it. And I says, you're wearing the clothes from that movie right now. And she goes, what? And I showed her a picture of, you know, Molly Ringwald's clothes in the movie. And she was like, holy shit. I goes, yeah, my clothes are at the time are now back in style and she was just laughing, but, um, go to the movie. I don't think it's, I mean, it, it, it I'm going to give it a two. Um, there's some kind of cringy moments, especially ducky, uh, where so, he, in a revenge of the nerd style, right? We're like, 
haha at the time. Now you're like, oh, oh, oh yeah. Maybe not so much. Yeah, Ducky with his infatuation with this character, with Molly Ringwald's character, and like constantly hounding her and riding around the block to see her and all this other stuff. And I was like, ooh, that would have you know gotten some you know problems. Yeah, that's what young horny teenagers do, though. Correct, but I mean. And they don't mean anything stalkery by it generally. It just sort of is. Yeah. But there was some stuff. It was like, ooh, ooh. And then some of the things that, you know, that were going on uh, with, with the popular it crowd people. And I was like, mm, okay. So, but I mean, it was, it was okay. It, it, it's still there. It's still one of my childhood movies, but I give it a two space herpes. Sorry. Fair enough. Nerd. Uh, I'm going to go with one that I rewatched uh, that's one of my personal favorites um, is Kubo and the Two Strings. <gasps> and it comes with... Oh my god, they actually squeed. <laughs> the animation of this. Yes. I've heard it nothing but good, but I haven't of, seen it's it. It's one of the most beautifully... I love Leica Studios. Like it is, yeah, it is. It is heavily, heavily influenced in origami. The music is incredible. The story is incredible. Yes. Yeah, I give it. I would say zero. It, it's. I, a... I almost bought a steel book of it this week because I was on the site and I needed something else to get free shipping. And I'm like, I've heard good things, but I wasn't really sure I wanted to go full steel book on a whim. Yeah, it's. Xander's it. It is the the work on it is amazing. It you know the stop motion movie. Yeah. It's so good, and that it's such, and I won't say it's a lost art, but it's an art that is going away. That when you see it, it's very very good because they take a lot of pride in that work. Yeah, like I anything that Leica puts out, I will watch. Like I own f- four of their movies, and I think the only one I don't have is Missing Link. Watch that one. Mm-hmm. But like Coraline, Paranorman, Box Trolls, oh. Kubo, all of those. It's just... free anywhere right now. Looks like speaking it's of, pay for it. Oh uh, yeah, I have my Coraline doll. Yep. <laughs> oh. Box Trolls is good and fun, and Paranormal is really good too. Paranorman, yeah. Yeah, Paranorman, which I think was one of the interesting things, is that was one of the first times you see a gay male character, it's because. True. The uh, football jock guy, he's like, oh, you're going to love my boyfriend. <laughs> and I was like, what? I love it when they make it nonchalant like that. Yeah. Like it's not even a big deal. Because it shouldn't yeah. be a big deal. No. But it, it, it came up and I was like, what? That's yeah, okay. Because yeah, because the, the one sister's hitting on him the whole time. And then yep. he's just like, oh, man, you'd love my boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> well, that movie is four bucks on iTunes to buy. Which is cheaper than renting it on Amazon, so there's a chance. <laughs> Might Do, it. That Do it. Yeah. So, uh, my next one is a follow-up to last week's. Okay. Uh, since they're both on the same disc, and all I had to do was turn it over. God, old DVDs are fucking... <laughs> <laughs> turn it over. <gasps> that is old. Wow. Now, remember I when you used to... Over... even a thing. Yeah, I have a couple like that. I have one that still is flipped for part two. Or Stargate. Like, fl- I watched first half, that to flip it for the second half, because it came with my DVD player back in the day. Oh, man. Or you flipped it over to widescreen. 
<laughs> no, no, it's not quite that bad. Uh, but so I watched since I watched the Fugitive last week. I watched U.S. Marshals this week. Oh, which okay. Is a soft sequel. Yep. I say soft because it wasn't advertised as a sequel, though. Uh, Tommy Jones and all of his crew are back. Joey Pants and everyone else is part of his crew. I like Joey. He does such a I good job. I love that I'm not the only one that calls him Joey Pants. Like, I like him calling him Joey Pants. He's just enjoyable in movies. Yes. He's got a style. He he knows how to bring it the right level for the movie. And he's enjoyable in this. And it's, you know, Tommy Jones is reprising his character. You know, US, U, Deputy U.S. Marshal Samuel Gerard. And this time he's hunting down, uh, what is it? Wesley Snipes. Yep. Uh, and he gets Robert Downey Jr. as a DSS agent who's got to, he's got to be on his, oh, on his thing. Young Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. yeah. This is sort of one of his intro back in. He had his whole thing. He's getting back in. And I thought, I thought all the players, people did a good job in this. Like, I wouldn't say any of them killed it. Except maybe Tommy Jones, but Tommy Jones is one speed and it's killing it. Yeah. Um, the rest I thought were absolutely fine. Oh, Joey Pants too. I mean, Joey Pants just being Joey Pants the whole thing. <laughs> he, when you can be a tertiary character like he is in the movie and still stand out every scene, great job. Oh, hands um, down. This is much more actiony than suspensey, detectivey than the than the Fugitive. They they went a little more into the action for this one, but it is super enjoyable. Not quite as good as the first one. I'd get this maybe one and a half. You know, some of the things are a little unrealistic. It's a little contrived at points, but it's enjoyable, especially because you just watch Tommy Jones go again. And super fun. The, the story's a little weak at points. Just like, what is this? is a little far afield, but you know what? Whatever. It's It's a hoot. I love that I can Google Joey Pants and I get him. That's, that's <laughs> I started to try and type in his name and it came, I it was like Joey Pants. Joey Pants and I'm like, yes, I do. Ta-da! <laughs> it's one of those things. I just love love seeing movies. Like he's a bonus. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like the Goonies. the Ben Affleck Daredevil movie. Yes, Goonies. The Daredevil Daredevil movie. He shows up as uh, Ben Eric. I like just enjoyable to have right. in there. Yep. I don't hate that movie. It's not what was like it having. That I... Having seen season it... one of Daredevil, I'm like, it doesn't hold a candle to that season, but I don't oh, hate no. it. No. And, like, I've but been there's... told, and but then I saw it, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is a whole different thing. Speaking of the Ben Affleck Daredevil, supposedly he and Jennifer Garner are reprising their roles as Daredevil and Elektra for oh. the new Deadpool movie. I feel like Deadpool is going to be a better version of what The Flash wanted to be, even though I haven't seen The Flash, and saying that it wasn't good is probably not really fair, but I'll say it anyways. Though I do want to see it because Michael Keaton is Batman. Because Batman. I wait until it comes out on for free, but uh, yeah, I'll wait until it comes. I would pay I'll wait until a small amount for it. Well, I'm waiting like uh, me get Banyan out of the Banyan cave and like, hey Banyan, let's watch this thing. Yeah, I'm trying to get my roommate out of the house so we can go see the Barbie movie in the theater. Absolutely. Like, if nothing else, I want to see Kate McKinnon as weird Barbie. <laughs> early, early on a weekend is great. Like, so I was at the theater. I did this. Four o'clock on a Sunday. Wasn't too bad. The guy next to me, though, had his phone muted, but it does a thing when someone when it has an alert, it fucking flashes. Ugh. And I was ready to stab him to fucking death, I swear. It's like, really? Like, I can understand it happened once. He didn't turn it off. Happened once more in the movie. And the fact it only happened twice, it was okay. But I'm like, motherfucker, you should have turned that off after the first one. You probably should turn it off before you came in. It's a fucking movie. 
We're in a dark yeah. that's like fucking a flashbang. Half of a flashbang right there. Yeah. It reminds me of a dirty Barbie joke. Let me send it to Mizzy. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm trying to flash me too. I do want to see it, but not enough to see it in the theater. And not enough to pay too much money for it. Like I said, I'll pay like three or four bucks to rent or purchase it. Much more than that? No, fuck off. I guess I'm buying better things. There are action figures calling my name. Oh, yeah. Anyways, uh... I think US we're on Marshall, me next. One and a half-ish. No. Oh, there we go. Yep. One and a half-ish? Okay. Yeah. Gonzo. Um, going back to more kids' movies? Um, Some Kind of Wonderful. Um, Some Kind of Wonderful was a very... Uh, has Eric Stoltz, Mary Stuart Masterson... Um... Okay. I know okay. of it, never seen it. Oh, and, and my teenage crush, Leah Thompson. Oh, yeah. My friend just got his picture taken with her at a convention in Chicago. Yeah, like Back to the Future. Yeah, then fucking Space Camp. You're like, oh, it doesn't. <laughs> I mean, her and I mean, and then, what is One of the unknown Sarah actors. Fucking, uh, what's her name in Labyrinth? Uh, Jennifer, Jennifer Connelly. Connelly. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, and one of the unknown ones was Elias. Elias. Uh, he played Casey Jones in fucking uh, TMNT. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, he was playing Casey oh, Jones. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's always got a soft place in my heart. Yeah. I, you know what? I need to rewatch that first TMNT movie. Yeah. That movie's not bad. Same, same. So, it's oh. been a long time since I've watched the first one. So, of course, this is a John Hughes. So, all of the things in there. Um, I really like this one because... Is this the uh, Eric Stoltz first date? Leah Thompson, who's the popular girl. With yes, the and kids. he's the scrub. And, and, yeah, yeah. yeah, the poor kid in school. And, and it's really, really good. It's a lot of fun. It's it's a good teenage drama. Um, Watts is really fun. Uh, the character Watts and everything. And I really like this one. Um, and it's got heart to it, in my opinion. It's got a lot more heart to it than well, I mean, it, It's like the, the standard plot. It's like the first of that standard plot that yep. becomes again and again. Yeah. Um, it's it's something about being John Hughes, you know, makes great movies. Oh, yeah. He made great movies, especially great teenage movies. Yeah. Uh, and there's just something about it. Um, Elias in this really gets me because he's this punk and he's a badass and he's always causing trouble. But he realizes that people are, you know, people and that you should treat people kind and so on and so forth. And you, you kind of break that hard exterior of this punk. And then... He gets to show up and get and kick the shit out of, you know, uh, the preppy, you know, hardcore bullies. The real and, bullies, yeah. Yeah, the Love real that. bullies. You know, because originally you think, okay, this guy's a punk rocker. He's the bully of the show. And then you find out, no, it's the preppy rich kid that's the actual bully. And so he comes in and he, you know, causes like all this Tancy's stuff. He's on that list of, yeah. of actors. I like seeing when he's in movies because I'm going to generally enjoy him. Yeah. And I, I really like this movie. It's one of my favorite teenage shows. Uh, because it kind of breaks the mold on stuff. It kind of, you know, gets things a little bit different. Uh, the characters are good and fun. Uh, there's a good father-son scene and everything in there. I really like this one. I give this one, I would say probably a one to maybe one okay. and a half. Because uh, it does, it is a little dated, but I mean, it is a teenage movies in the 80s. I mean, Gonzo, it's yeah. like, uh... yeah. okay, I was just made? math number of years ago. 
36 <laughs> years old. Yeah. I was five. Yeah. It could technically have legally had a child who is graduating high school now. Yeah. Um, if you like John Hughes, you'll like this one. If you like very unique characters, something different, you'll like this one. I liked it a lot. It's one of, it's one of my top favorite teen movies uh, from my childhood, from my teenage awesome. years. Uh, nerd? Uh... It's do YouTube do YouTube series Whatever. count? Whatever. Okay. Don't care. Um, I found a new D and D series to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually stream on Twitch. I'm now just jumping into the beginning of the campaign, but it's Legends of Avantress doing Once Upon a Witch Light. They spend the first twenty some episodes at the carnival. That's supposed to last like one, maybe two sessions. <laughs> they spend the first 20 sessions at the carnival <laughs> for Wild Beyond the Witch Light. And it's, I'm on like episode four or five. And it's, first of all, there's a goblin character, so you know I'm in. Secondly, he, same guy, also plays the ghost of a dead clown that one of the guys kills in the first episode. <laughs> So, yeah, it's it's a crocodile lizard folk, a tabaxi, a goblin and a tiefling. And it's. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Chuckles. Yeah. Chuckles. (laughs) Chuckles the clown. Oh, hello. (laughs) And it's like that kind of a voice. But uh, I would probably give it one because it's a it's I they get a, it it's dragging a little bit because they're taking so long at the carnival, but they're also ridiculous the entire time that they're there. So yeah, I would say I give it I give it one. Fair enough. Well, I have multiple things to talk about, but I'm going to talk about the album I listened to this week. Okay. Now, it's an old album, but my one of my people at work had mentioned she heard a cover of uh, Rolling Stone's Paint It Black that was, as I described for a previous cover, so aggressively mediocre you had to go listen to the original. Was it the Sierra ver- cover? Uh, it was from, um, what was it, uh, Punk Co's Classic Rock, or Punk Co's oh. It Makes a Fucking Fool of Itself, I'd like to call it. Is. Punkos 80s, Punkos Pop. Yeah, I used to listen to this. So, I love Punkos Pop. Like, those Punkos are generally Pop. really good. They should not be doing classic rock, because I don't know. They all sound like fucking pop songs. And it is not right for most of these. The Paint It Black might be the best one on there, and it is, as I said, aggressively mediocre. Mm. Like, I'm listening, and this is like 14 tracks or some such shit. 15 tracks. And I'm like... I looked at the track list beforehand, and I'm like, oh, they're going to do fucking Pour Some Sugar on Me and fucking Bohemian Rhapsody? This shit's going to be probably a garbage fire. Oh, if I only had known. (laughs) Oh, God. It gets so fucking, like, it keeps going and going, because, like, Pour Some Sugar on Me is, like, 9 or 10 or something. At that point, it was fucking insulting. That track was so bad. And I'm watching on YouTube, so occasionally I look at the fucking comments like, man, this is so good, or this is better than the original. And I'm like, oh, fuck. How old are the people people, making these comments? Fucking kill yourself now. 
No, no music. Stop. This is terrible. And then, of course, you know, each re- luckily the the last track is not Bohemian Rhapsody, so it gets to end on a up note because Bohemian Rhapsody is second last, and it's just not good. If you could imagine a pop version of fucking Bohemian Rhapsody done by a band that can't make it big, it was yeah. just not good. Like. Like I said, track nine, it was completely, like, the worst. I love Def Leppard. Def Leppard was, like, my first favorite band. And Portion Sugar Me is a great song. And this is just, like, you took a rock anthem and you just fucking made it some pop drivel bullshit. (laughs) No emotion really in it. No heart in it. And that's the problem with these is there are some good pop songs. I am not going to say there are. There are some really good ones that hit really hard. But these bands cannot make butt songs that hit fucking hearts. All these songs that have meaning, just, they got nothing. They're just, like, painting by numbers. And it's fucking terrible. So I give Pop Goes Makes a Fucking Fool of Itself, a.k.a. Does Classic Rock, 0 out of 10, and may God have mercy on its fucking soul. <laughs> Do not listen to it. It is not worth the fucking space it takes on the internet. You're welcome. <laughs> Look, I go like that sometimes. You didn't hear the one where I listened to 17 covers of Werewolves of London. Because <laughs> Why? Why are there that many? You know, no more. Why are they not good? That's the more important thing. Why are there so many shit covers of Werewolves of London? <gasps> uh, if you want the good one, the good one is the Jerry Garcia band does a fucking great one. Which is, should not be surprised, Jerry Garcia Band. I mean, look, people make fun of the Grateful Dead. The Grateful Dead fucking really good musicians. Uh, yeah. They may not be your style. Good musicians. Oh, Anyways, yeah. I get like that sometimes. I will, you know, probably have a touch of ADHD myself. I will focus on something till I, f- I had to find a good one. There were so many covers. I had to find a good cover. <laughs> it took a long time. Anyways, I'm better well, now. Guys, that is actually our show. We are what at a note the to end. end on. <laughs> <laughs> well played, John. Well played. Look, find a song called Dilly Gaff. Yes! Listen. <laughs> Didn't I introduce you to that? You might have. I think it was yeah. on yep. the upcoming as the paint water. Yeah. <laughs> upcoming, which we'll be releasing soon. Um, so if you are a subscriber to our channel, be it um patreon or a subscriber on twitch you can actually get and listen to we that have for free discord subscribers yet? we do not have any discord subscribers give it to you guys too if you subscribe on discord we don't care how yeah but yeah, it'll be only for subscribers on yes so all right guys we're gonna send you off of course to the pyro club uh we'll be rating them and get that we can listen to some D because they'll be over there um as usual folks Please take care of yourself. Please look after each other. Um, please, please, please make sure you're keeping healthy. Drink plenty of water. Uh, it is still fucking hot outside. Um, eat. It was 104 in my car when I got out of the theater. Yeah. Be careful out there, guys. It is really, really bad. Um, hail hydrate. Hail hydrate. Everybody, hail hydrate before we go. Oh, I don't have a drink anymore. <laughs> so fired. 
Um, guys, be careful out there. Like we say, if you see something, say something. If you hear something, say something. And if you can do something, do something. If you can't, find someone that will. Be the change you want to see. Yes. From one of the dice, I'm Gonzo. I'm John. I'm Nerd. Good night. Make sure you hit that raid button over and see the pyro plug. <laughs>